Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast for the recently deceased. I'm Nate Roberts. I am Rodney Godek. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm all right. Pretty good. You know, long week, tired, working all the time. Love making time to watch horror movies, though. And, yeah, uh, it's been an embarrassment of riches this year, and the season has definitely not been disappointing. So, lots to talk about. Oh, yeah. De- definitely just, you know, one banger after another, uh, for the most part. Um, I think tonight was a, a bit of a stinker. Yeah, we'll get into it. I, I think, but in general, reflecting about 2022, because we weren't doing this as aggressively last year, I wonder um, if we would have felt the same way. I think that pandemic shifted things a little bit. And, you know, now theaters are more of a thing. I It's like, so I feel like it's a combination of the pandemic and now there's a rebirth of that in the theater experience. Uh, but it's also maybe companies are releasing more this year feels more special than the past several years and i know the pandemic pandemic obviously impacted that but i think even before then it's sort of like a resurgence of the genre and with you know it just feels more heavy uh with the content that's coming out uh that's different than the past couple handful of years so i'm excited i I hope that we continue it clearly it's winning in the box office yeah, yeah. You know, um, the, the genre, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the only, like, growth genre, making more money than everything else, uh, except mm-hmm. except for, like, Marvel and Star Wars, so, and I would assume, yeah. I would assume a Disney feature. Uh, so, basically, Disney. Disney beats horror, horror beats everything else. Um, yeah, which is a good segue, because you mentioned Disney. Uh, Hulu is owned by Disney, and Hulu is presenting our feature that we're discussing tonight that is correct uh tonight we'll be discussing hellraiser 2022 uh the remake reboot whatever you like to call it um yeah some people have already joked that pinhead is now a disney princess although yes although i don't know if if pinhead is a princess of hell uh like that doesn't make sense I think the Cenobites are from their own dimension. It just happens to be called Hellraiser. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hell. I don't think is is even valid. There's no religious iconography in Hellraiser. Well, maybe okay. Me, uh, I don't know Hellraiser. Hellraiser is not a formidable uh, series or um. IP as I was growing up I never watched any of them until a little while ago when I knew we were going to be doing this so I watched the first two and then obviously I've heard all of the other sequels and uh, every other iteration was just continued to degrade in quality and so but from what I know at least seeing the first two God and Hell type wasn't really a thing it was never associated with Catholicism or Christianity or anything like that the idea of Hell or a Devil doesn't really exist, I don't think, in Hellraiser canon, does it? I don't think so, and definitely not in this movie. They definitely, um, they even mention that it's like another dimension, and and I think, yeah, yeah, I think hell is kind of a generic term here for just place you don't want to be. Like, it's just a bad yeah. place. It's just a hell dimension. It's a bad place right. dimension. It's not 
the sure. proper name hell. Right. Uh, yeah. As, as not, Christianity yeah. knows it, it's just it's just a a really not cool place. <laughs> well, and I suppose you know, as before we really get into it, like I, that's where I'm coming from with these movies. I am not of the not cut from the Hellraiser cloth. I'm not here to defend. I don't have any uh, skin in the game. Whenever I view it, I'm viewing it from just horror movie genre. I don't have any um, nostalgia or anything for it. I, if anything, right. I'm not really interested. I just want to see a good movie. And so that's the angle I'm coming from. And so a lot of the things, if, if I'm supposed to know A, B, or C, and I don't, well, it's, it's because I'm a bit of a, uh, a rube when it comes to Hellraiser oh, lore. Sure. So. Yeah, I, as far as Hellraiser is concerned, I'm just a big fan of, of one and two kind of watching them together as one film or as, like, the story is supposed to be told. And I really could care less about every sequel after that. Um, so as far as this movie is concerned, uh, same for me. It was just a one-shot called Hellraiser. Um, so I, I really didn't have any, um, you know, any expectations or I didn't also care that it strayed from the lore that I knew because it's its own thing. Right. So do we want to get right into it? Uh, yeah, here we go. With Yeah. <laughs> you going to read the synopsis or will you do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, we can do that now. Um, sure. Hellraiser. A take on Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic where a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites. Directed by David Bruckner, uh, written by Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski. Mm -hmm. uh, David Bruckner, I feel like, who do we, who's this guy? <sighs> Oh, okay. Uh, this is uh, this is the night house. Oh my god. <laughs> so uh, so because I and that's why, you know, our interest was kind of a little bit more peaked uh when we knew that this was going to be coming out because the night house is Oh, man. The only reason it wasn't the best movie of last year is because Malignant was also released last year. Right. The night right. house was perfect. And his hand is present in a lot of it. And so I was looking for that when I was watching Hellraiser. And I guess you could see it in some of the visuals or the machinations of the house and, or the mansion by the end of it and how they're, you know, how things are framed or how they look. But, man, I feel like... I had to. <laughs> He did the best with what he was given, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't involved in the in the writing process, so I mean, you you, right. know, you, you do with what you will. Uh, I don't want to go too farther down this rabbit hole without spoiling. So let's. Uh, right. <laughs> so I will say that um, I really, really enjoyed the um, the anytime the scenery broke away into the other dimension and um and mm -hmm. those he the upside down uh use the use of the upside down camera uh, was good it was good oh, like, sure. okay. like it wasn't it wasn't too annoying you know it wasn't annoying like he did it a lot but he didn't but he didn't do it was like, it a lot yeah yeah it was a lot he didn't do it too much you know but it was 
It was a lot. <laughs> I didn't notice. So your overall impression? Uh, overall, uh, Hellraiser was terrible. Um, this movie is boring, and not boring in the way the slow burn is boring, where you're still trying to figure things out through the movie, um, where you're actually interested um, in the characters, and you can't wait to see what happens next. This movie is boring in the way that every second you're watching it, you wish you were not watching it. Um, <laughs> um, Hellraiser 3, the remake, has a few redeeming qualities. Um, those would be its excellent use of uh, prosthetics and practical effects. Um, did, is that two? Because I said a few, right? That's the only two things that it has redeeming. Uh, the story is terrible. The ending is terrible. The story makes no sense. Um, the characters are all terrible. All the actors are bad. There is nothing good about this movie. I give it a 3 out of 10 for practical effects and gore alone. Holy <laughs> I think that you went harder than I'm going to go on it. But I agree 100%. I think that this movie uh, doesn't need to exist. I don't think that this is a way to re- envision to create a a new bloodline for sequels to follow which i think people want to have happen um it's not as this is i guess a similar feel to texas chainsaw massacres reimagining you know it's like it's an old thing that no one really cared about anymore and they're going to try to re give uh, a reimagining of it uh which they even say re a take on clive barker's classic yeah. uh but this falls short in the same way, except Texas Chainsaw at least had some entertainment value with the absurdity of the kills and, and things like that. There was obviously yeah. huge issues with it, but it was fun to watch. This yeah. was not fun to watch. Uh, the the decision-making, the acting, the characters, you, the protagonist is not a likable character. The protagonist is annoying. You do not root for her. You want to see her fail. Yeah. Um, the decisions that she does and everyone else does don't really make any sense. This film is only like it's like it, it gets to the Cenobites quicker, but they're not threatening, they're not intimidating, they're not scary. You're kind of interested to see what they look like, but at that point, you're like, okay, yeah, I saw it. What cool shit are they gonna do? Nothing. Oh, all right. That's, I guess that's something. That's something way to do it. Uh, it's just not. It doesn't. It doesn't hit any of the marks that you would want to hit to be impacted by the film in any kind of way, shape, or form. Uh, nothing is going at coloring it's it's just very event is happening after event and you're just watching it progress uh and it's frustrating to see people praise like jamie clayton pinhead is awesome she did amazing like she's in makeup she's doing fuck all she's just there and her voice is modded out so it doesn't even sound like she sounds like it's just she's saying a couple lines which are few and she's just in the background, just standing there menacingly. Like, it, she's not acting. She's just in a costume. It could have been any fucking person. She's not adding anything to it. And people are, like, just praising her so immensely. Like, she's amazing. Bradley's so proud of her. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, so I think that this movie is strictly for people that are already on 
Hellraiser's dick and love Hellraiser and will eat it up no matter what. I, and if that's your thing, cool, great. I'm happy. Uh, it is not for me. I don't think this is for a general audience. I think it's very um, – Doesn't there's nothing exciting about this to get in, engaged in. The story is really thin, and there's not really a lot of kills or anything else to engage like a casual horror fan that just wants to see some cool, gross shit happen. That doesn't exist really. So there's really no point. It's a horror film in the fact that it's a horror uh, existing IP, but there's not a whole lot that happens that really hits those notes. So it's a huge letdown. Not that I was really expecting much. I think I ended at, I think I gave it a four. I gave it a four because some of the visuals are fine enough and the effects are good enough. Uh, But yeah, three is completely valid. I gave it a four. You gave it a three. We're in the same ballpark. It's. Yeah. Uh, I would not recommend this movie. If you're yeah. a diehard fan, sure. Yeah. If you're diehard for Hellraiser, go for it. If you're not, just stay away. Just pass. It's. It is a waste of your time. Um, yeah. This. And this, it's just over two hours. It's. Yeah. I. I think I gave Death Valley a higher score than this guy's. So. You very well if, may if have. You, yeah. If you. If you're like, oh, I'm gonna spend two hours on Hellraiser. No, dude, just spend like 87 minutes on Death Valley. Because <laughs> that movie was fucking better. Yeah. It was better. It was <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say. As far as like a story, there's th- there's a story there, and you kind of can follow along. Here, the story is just so stupid. So let's just get into it. Like, yeah, here we go. This movie sucks balls. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the the protagonist, right? She's a recovering drug addict who lives with her brother who's gay. Then the so there's the brother's boyfriend, and then there's random Asian friend of of group um, who has no need to even be there. She has yeah. hardly any lines. No, she's I don't know why the fuck she's even in this movie. Right. And then there's uh, there's boyfriend of main protagonist who is the right. biggest fucking douchebag on the planet right off. Right from jump, you're like, what the hell is this girl doing with this guy? So, like, you haven't even, you haven't rejected the protagonist yet because she's not quite an asshole yet. But you're you're already questioning her character because of who, you know, she's sleeping with. And, and like, apparently for six years. But then, then a few minutes later, it's kind of like six months. So they, so they... Cause it's, cause it, yeah, I think that like, they're both in recovery at their yeah. AA program or whatever. They're both in recovery, but then the, the then the text on the bottom says six years later. And then we get to see like her talking to her brother and stuff like that. But then they say that she's been in recovery for six months. But is Yeah, it, the six years later was just it was just a Voight uh, timeline, and she right. and he didn't really exist. So the six years there, and then the fact that it's six months, that she's been sober are like two different things that has happened to align with yeah. number six, and it, it might be confusing to some people, yeah. I guess. Well, I, th- I think I think it showed her hooking up with the guy before it ended, before it said six years later. No, uh, no way. Okay, maybe not. No, 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 maybe no not. Way. Once again, uh, <laughs> this this movie was really bad, so I was kind of all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's just so it's. It starts weird, uh, and so that she's in recovery, and she's 
she doesn't seem to be she doesn't seem to be working or anything and like her brother's obviously annoyed and frustrated and yeah. wants the best of her but she sees he sees this other guy who's a douche and he's like what are you doing like this is this really the best relationship to meet someone in AA like shouldn't you be focused on recovery he's got valid questions and she's yeah. just a sack of shit this guy talks <laughs> her into breaking into uh, someone's container to steal whatever is in there and she's like yeah I'm down Right, because okay. she needs uh, money to pay rent, because he's like, I'm not covering well, you anymore. Yeah, but here's the other thing, too. She's got plenty of money for fucking gas. At $5 a gallon, she's driving all over Tarnation to track down whatever. And I'm like, where are you getting the money for gas? How do you even have a car? You can't pay rent, but you got a car and gas. And aren't they in the city? Why do you have a car? Yeah. <laughs> and car insurance uh, and... <laughs> So yeah, so Riley, Riley's a piece of shit. So she, they come across the box and she, they find uh, the lament, uh, lamentation, lamentation, lamentation. That's how to say, right? La- whatever. La- lamentation. 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 Uh, laminate, whatever the La- fuck. Lamentation. Uh, <laughs> uh, 3M. Uh, l- yeah, the lamentation box uh, configuration, and yeah. um, she's like fingering it and shit and this is where like it goes crazy like so her brother wants to kick her out because they have a right. fight and so she gets the box and so she just kind of somehow solves the puzzle this configuration yeah. of the puzzle and the knife comes out and she doesn't get hit by it magically because she's holding her she's hand holding it like this like, and it comes yeah. right out in the middle <laughs> she get real lucky yeah. uh and then they're like they're like what the fuck uh the priest shows up but nothing really happens. She just starts to have visions. But then her brother comes by because she's a drugged out because she's upset about her kicking him, yeah, her, uh, yeah, him yeah. kicking her out. And then the brother gets hit. And then the brother is just fucking, yep, you're Gone. killed. You're dead. Whoop. You just disappear. Yeah. And, I'm, and she's like scrambling around like, but she doesn't seem that upset. She's like, where is he? But it just doesn't seem genuine. Like yeah. how she should feel, her reaction to it. Uh I think she. What I, the I, fuck? I think she very much feels like if she solves the puzzle, she'll get him back. Like she, she never accepts yeah, that, he, that he's gone. She'll figure it out. Yeah, she never accepts that he's gone, right? But that doesn't really make sense either. Doesn't make sense because she has no idea what this fucking box is at this point. She does find out, but she shouldn't know this early. She does. She doesn't know this early. All right. Um. So like from that point on, the way that it goes, and the, the unfolding, they fi- they magically track down uh, where the that container came from and the box came from. They find Voight's uh, yeah lawyer who's now in another home, and they go there and they confront her. And this fucking woman grabs the box and is wrestling over the box. She knows what the box does. Yeah. She knows what's gonna happen, but she's like, "Oh, I'm wrestling on it." And magically, this puzzle box that's supposed to be very difficult to configure and delicate <laughs> movements of your fingers and hands unhinges yeah. to the next configuration and stabs this it's lady. Just, yeah. And then she's gone. And it's just like what? Out of the yeah. Uh, yeah. And then so she's gone. So they and find. And then it just gets yeah. to the 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 end to the to the mansion after that, right? Well, yeah, they find out that they're both gone because somebody checked up on them or whatever. But she goes, yeah. she goes to the mansion with alone. Yeah, I think she goes to the mansion alone, and then yeah, because the boyfriend comes up with a reason to come back because he apparently was the one that caused all this to happen. Right. Unbeknownst to us, uh, she gets there alone, and uh, the, the boyfriend, and they, the, the boyfriend, with, her, with the, her brother's boyfriend, and the Asian girl. 
coming, yeah. show up together at the same time, like at the perfect moment, right? For the for he the, brought them, um, yeah, for the right. Special for the for the, story. Ex, the extra people to show up instead of you know just randomly. Um, right. So a big, big twist and spoiler is that uh, Voight hired Trevor, the boyfriend, to, to find a victim to. Right continue the configuration so that it could get to the final configuration, which would then give you the audience with God right. where they would grant a wish of whatever of right. the six or seven iterations yeah. offer. Uh, so, so on paper, like that jives in a sense, but not a hundred percent. And it's like, it's like the, the cube just becomes its thing where it's like the movie's about that. Right. And not the other stuff. Like that's the that's the vehicle that is propelling the, the narrative. Yeah. And it's just it's the way that people come in contact with it is just so flimsy and happenstance. Yeah. Like it's forcing it to occur, uh, to get ex to exposition or to just propel the story and it doesn't really have any intri intrinsically good or redeeming or interesting qualities. It just well it just <laughs> okay. Uh, how about how about this this the most ridiculous um, part of the plot that we left out is that she does get cut, but the Cenobites aren't going to come for her. The Cenobites are going to keep letting her choose someone else. So and of course right. of course her whole crew had to show up so that other people could die, right? So like her b brother's boyfriend dies or the, the the Asian girl dies or whatever. He lives by the end. Does he, does does he, he survive? I, he I don't was, even know. I don't even. I think know. so. Yeah. He gets he, all cut up, like, and she comes up with like. Uh, oh, she they, comes up with this they, way. She one goes, of the, the fucking the chatterer yeah. gets killed. She goes. The Cenobites who are like should be these otherworldly things. Yeah. It just she, gets killed because they got killed by it. She stabs the Cenobite with. The knife with the knife blade that comes out of the thing, and then the Cenobite just explodes, and yeah, that he gets and, and, with and that and, and that that counts as the victim yes. for that configuration. Yep. And you're like, what? Like, isn't this a soulless this is, entity that this, doesn't ex like? This is retarded. <laughs> it makes no sense. And like, I'm sorry, but it's you can't just uh, use the existing characters or make new Cenobites. You can't use the idea of a Cenobite, the idea of the Hell Priest and the idea of the box. And it's like you have all those elements, but just because you're throwing them into a movie and they're, you're connecting dots very casually, it doesn't mean that that's a movie that anyone is, wants to see or is worth watching. I don't think there's anything here. This might be the best of all the sequels. I haven't seen them. I only saw one and two. But everyone says... <laughs> people say a lot of things. People say, this is maybe better than the original. Okay, I don't really care. It's not <laughs> to me. But it's, it's even not. if it's the best, it's a better sequel from the, it's the best sequel that's ever been made. Okay, that's fine. It's a low bar to begin with, and this is still not good. So that what you're saying then is in general, Hellraiser is really a cesspool of shitty movies. <laughs> right. That some people are into, but regular casual viewers probably have no interest in. So please just stop making them. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like You're over just cluttering things it's, up. It's like over here we've got like uh Jason and, and Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger and right. over here we've got, you know, 
uh, Leatherface and uh, <laughs> the Cenobites and a bunch of shit right. that no that nobody should really care about because all these movies are really bad. They're just not well done. Like I was never no, a Texas I mean, fan, and like Hellraiser for me was only ever one and two. Um, right. This movie was. Oh, what was it bad? Like I said, it just wasn't. The, the kills were cool. The gore was cool. Um, yeah, you know, but it was very was very infrequent. There wasn't a ton. That's true. That's true. I don't think there was a ton. That's true. I. I well, and it's like it's just weird. So it's just you, you, so you. I don't know. We've we've talked about before, like what could have been, you know, yeah. as far as movies. You know, I had a lot of, I had a very strong opinion with Pearl, uh, for better or worse. But you know, maybe if this had, I just feel like if if there was a stronger story, like, yeah, clearly you have a director that's very capable, right? And so there just wasn't a lot here for him to work with. I don't think. Um, I think this is a very lowbrow type. IP, and so I think that he really just kind of like took it easy, and obviously had a script, and he was forced to to follow through with what was already presented, and I think he just tried to have fun and, yeah. and make it decent enough. And if he made it better than the sequels, then he did a good job. Like in general, if it's better than all the other sequels, then he won. It's it's still just Hellraiser, and it's still bargain bin horror fodder. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I just, as now we're talking about it, I just uh, remembered that I did actually see Hellraiser 3. And uh, that movie's terrible, too. And I would probably say that it is better than this remake. So, <laughs> you're, uh, so I, I don't think this remake is, is better than the sequels. Um, it's not a good movie. Um, yeah, just like in general, from yeah. if you're just saying movies... Uh, with no expectation going in, just looking face value of what's in front of me, uh, it's not an engaging movie. Yeah, I think uh, there's some cool things that it does, but that's it. I think if if Bruckner actually did uh, play to the lowbrow audience, like you mentioned, I think it, I think it would have been better. Uh, almost along the lines of Texas, where. It just would have been, right. you know, uh, make it a little more campy, make it a gore fest, and you give you give the casual. It takes itself so seriously. Yeah, that's, it is. Yeah, that's the other thing. You're so right. Serious. It's very serious. So serious. Yeah. Like this is a this is a tragic thing that's occurring. And like, oh, and there's tragedy at the end. She chooses to not pick a prize by the end of the movie. She's awarded whatever she wants from the mm. all the configurations. She chooses nothing. And to them, that means you choose the first configuration, the lamenting configuration, Lament, and yeah. you will forever live with the sadness of never seeing your loved ones again. And the people that have died from your actions, you'll yeah. live with that. It's like, yeah, right. Like, all the yeah. other ones, they're all tricks. It's a fucking genie lamp. You're going to do yeah. something that I actually don't want, just like the first guy did yeah. when he wanted pleasure, and you fucking gave him pain because you're weird S&M people, and that's obviously what that's that meant. What, and yeah. <laughs> and then aren't, aren't I silly? <laughs> gotcha. And then he and asked, it's like, and that that thing is not even that cool. Yeah. You see it for a second. You see like the the right the nerve going yeah. on a wheel, but it's like it doesn't make sense. It's through his spine. What? <laughs> and it's just always moving, so he can't ever get used to the pain. I mean, all right, but like it's not really that graphic or yeah. 
And then the scene of it falling up out of his body took forever. I'm like, it's still falling out. It felt like it was like <laughs> a fucking joke where they're like they're holding a bag upside down. You see like a million things fall out. It's like a clown yeah. car type gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's way more things that are falling out of the bag that can fit in the bag, and it's all coming out of his chest. It was clanging on the floor. It was right. hilariously then, uh, bad unintentionally. Right. So he gets his second choice too, right? And he gets power. Yeah. He gets power, and they turn him into a Cenobite. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know, man. Like. And yeah, yeah and it ends with him doing the Cenobite thing, at a, you know, cruciformed, and yeah. emptiness yeah, yeah. with Leviathan supposedly in the background. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So it's like so, I guess he'll be in the. Reboot two. Please, cool. God, don't sequel this. <laughs> Please. I mean, it could be done, but like you know, like. But maybe it should be like uh, I don't know, over the top in the way that Texas Chainsaw was. You just referenced it, like how it could have if they would have went that route, where like you go to the Lil Brown and you just like make it, like people love Terrifier too. We haven't gotten a chance to see it because it's not in any theaters near us. Yeah. But people love how in your face overtly graphic and raw it is maybe a hellraiser that took that angle would be interesting because you could have a little bit of the lore but then it would just be like gratuitous violence and kind of exciting because of that and you'd be like oh my god i don't want to come near this thing because gross shit's gonna happen i don't know yeah and they they, they come to the mansion and they just stand out there waiting and she's like, oh, right. I'm going to lure just one of them in. They walk real slow. It's like you're playing a fucking Nintendo game or something. Yeah. You know that you just get close. The enemy will start to follow you. And then you can shred daggers so that the, the one yeah. is far away. The other one, you lock the doors. So childish. Yeah. And uh, the, the the bars that he made. I made yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Bites the, couldn't come inside. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. <laughs> these things these things show up inside buildings. They pull walls apart through dimensional rifts and portals. They can't get yeah. into the and mansion. Got it all figured out. Because of the gates? Yeah. Come on. All right. All right. Our time is up. I gave it a three. <laughs> I gave it a four. For episode 11 of the podcast for the recently deceased. I am Nate Roberts. I'm Ronnie Godek. Take care. We'll see you in about five minutes.